Okay. All right. Good morning. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. Time to get into the news. All right. First up, the aftermath of the Riverboat Brawl in Montgomery, Alabama. And um, more information. Okay. Raw Talk Radio, live in 4K. Get into it. Fair use. Montgomery Riverfront Brawl. Reggie Ray is now charged with disorderly conduct following the fight. The four other people you see on your screen here turned themselves in earlier this week. Tonight we're hearing from the riverboat co-captain at the center of that brawl along the river. Damian Pickens, the man who you see being jumped and struck several times in the now viral video, says that he has contusions on his ribcage and knots on his head. He told Montgomery investigators that he and the captain of the riverboat were trying to dock when the other party's boat was blocking the way. They apparently had asked them to move between five and six times, and he says they didn't, which led to the verbal argument, then physical altercation. A riverboat deckhand jumped into action as that co-captain, as the captain rather, was trying to get to the dock. Now, he jumped off. Now, let's get into the story. Okay, people were saying like, oh, you have no proof that they were racist. They have no proof that they were racist. Okay. All right. So let's get into it. Alabama Riverboat Brawl. White attacker yelled, fuck that N-word. Okay. Before fighting black deckhand and threatening to go and get a gun, witnesses claim. Witnesses, witness Crystal Warren told police that she heard a white man say on the boat, F that N-word about the black deckhand at the Alabama Riverfront Brawl. Warren also said she heard someone threaten to use a gun during the fight. One man had been arrested as of Wednesday, and the investigation are underway. Woman at the Alabama Riverfront brawl saying that she heard a white man say, the white attacker, <clears throat> say F that N-word before launching into a brawl with the black deckhand at the center of the shocking altercation. Crystal Warren told cops that she saw the entire altercation and has revealed she heard one of the white aggressors threatening to go and get a gun, according to legal documents obtained by TMZ. Warren, a riverboat employee, said the racial slur and threat were yelled by one of, by one man who saw the deckhand, Damien Pickett, moving the boats, blocking the dock in Montgomery. The woman also said she noticed that Pickett asked the men to move their boat, which prompted middle finger and cursing responses from the white men. Additionally, Warren said her son Daniel was featured in one of the videos as he tried to pull off the attackers and suffered bruises, bruised ribs after being punched in the chest. The man accused of punching 16-year-old Daniel Richard Roberts, 48, has been arrested and charged with assault, and cops say the investigation is still underway. All right. Warren told, you, told officers that the unidentified culprit who used the racial slur dropped the N-word after the deckhand moved smaller boats. Pickett was forced to move several of the water vehicles that were parked at the marina in a space designated for docking. 
of the riverboat. In total, Warren said she was she was forced to wait 17 minutes on the riverboat until another commercial watercraft came and retrieved them from the boat. They eventually dropped off at the dock, which is where the brawl took place. At one point, Warren said one of the white men involved in the fight threatened to run and retrieve a gun as the incident was progressing. Video of the incident shows one man punching Daniel in the chest as he attempted to break up the pack of men attacking Pickett while others watched. Daniel was ultimately taken to the hospital for his injuries. Robert is one of three who have been charged with assault in the incident. Allen told 23, Alan Todd, 23, and Zachary Shipman, 25, have also been charged. At this time, it is unclear who allegedly used the N-word and threatened to get a gun. In the new, in, in the new interview with the Daily Beast, River Cruise Captain Jim Cottrell said the white man must have attacked Pickett because of his race. The white guys that attacked my deckhand, my deckhand, and he was a senior deckhand first mate. I can't think of any reason they attacked him other than it was a racially motivated, Cottrell said. That's it. It's sad that you have black people thinking, oh, you know, there's no racism there, especially uh, Officer Brandon Tatum, okay, who was saying that. You go on his YouTube channel. You could go on his YouTube channel. You can see the nonsense coming out of his mouth. All right. Oh, I don't know if it was racist. We don't know that. It's the, the dumb, stupid things. And like I said, uh, Officer Tatum is the one that tried to say the Central Park Five were guilty of rape. All he said was to move their boat three feet. It was makes no sense to have six people try to beat the snot out of you just because you moved their boat a few feet. He said, in my opinion, the attack on Damon was racially motivated. Cottrell explained before adding that the rest of the fight was not black and white. The captain added that his crew would have stopped stood up for Pickett, who is reportedly over 40 and a diabetic with hypertension against anyone. Cottrell and police said it all started when a private boat owner and his family took the designated docking space for the Harriet, a tourist vessel that takes passengers up and down Alabama River. Police Chief Daryl Albert said on Tuesday that 13 people were detained at the scene. All this because you didn't want to move a boat because a black deckhand told you so. No racism exists. While three people have been charged in the incident, only Roberts have been taken into custody. Todd and Shipman have been instructed to turn themselves in. Police are also asked to speak with Reggie Gray, the black man who was seen throwing a folding chair. He has not been charged. One video of the brawl showed that the moment a black man smacked a white boater with a chair during the chaotic <clears throat> and during the chaotic and now infamous fight. The brawl at Montgomery River front riverfront park has gone viral with social media sharing images from different angles of the violent altercation on saturday this and also sparked memes and hilarious videos that set social media alight over the weekend with recreations and other jokes one of the most viewed was hilarious take on the melee and a style of comic fight where the main players were satirized as characters while some made light of the apparent racial divides and the skirmish others opted to recreate the ball with one group visiting the site themselves to catch a glimpse of the chair used in the fight. Oh, boy. Oh, and here's something else as well. All right. People still want to go that way. 
see something else here. All right. How can people be so racist? Montgomery Brawl Hospital staff's N-word claim emerges as call recording goes viral. Hmm. Okay. A recent claim alleging that Montgomery Riverboat Brawl White family used a racial slur against hospital staffers is circulating online after a worker made the allegations in a call to the Breakfast Club podcast. The call recording has gone viral after the unidentified staffer of a hospital in Alabama alleged that the White family injured during the Montgomery Brawl left the premises after discovering the majority of the people working in the building were black. All right. So uh, tell me how it's uh, they weren't racist. The staffer claimed that after the brawl, three white men and a white woman in a foot imprint on the uh, on the left side of their face who walked into the hospital were allegedly stunned after discovering that the majority of the staff were black. The white people allegedly used the N word before calling the police who told them to either get treated or leave the hospital. The white family supposedly left the premises. It should be noted that the veracity of the allegations made in the call to the popular comedy podcast has not been verified. Okay. <sighs> However, the clip of the call has now gone viral, triggering a back a backlash among Netsons. The call prompted one user to comment, the family that got beat up in Montgomery literally left the hospital they were taken to because the, min the majority of the staff were black. Like, I don't understand how people can be so racist. It's actually really weird. No, it's not. Once you understand the history, once you understand the history, you can understand everything that's going on. All right. When it comes to relations between whites and blacks, especially in the South. All right. We'll read these tweets. So at the hospital where the white workers who assaulted the Harriet boat worker during the Montgomery brawl went to the staff was majority black. and They denied medical help because they were black and we're calling and we're calling them the N word. And there's a recorded call. Another tweet. Just saw a TikTok about the white family that got beat up in Montgomery. Turns out when they went to the hospital, they started calling the staff the N-word and called the police on them. The police said you could leave if you don't want to get treated by them. All right. Court documents alleged white family used racial slurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> the suspects were named as three white men, Richard Roberts, 48, Alan Todd, 23, and Zachary Shipman, 25. Okay. They're charged with third-degree assault per court documents cited by CNN. The three men are accused of attacking a black co-captain of a riverboat trying to dock in the space. They are blocking with their pontoon. All right. All right. So that's it right there. Okay. All right, let's go on to the next story right now. We're going to be talking about a 12-year-old being arrested by cops for no reason. Just simply guess what he was what this 12 year old was doing, taking out the trash. That's what he was doing.
kid bringing out his trash to be dumped and he's getting harassed by the police. He was taking out his trash, yo. His dad's coming out to see why they have put their, his son in handcuffs. the wrong shit, yo. But what the kid do, though? shit though that's wrong shit yo They done arrested him, brought the canine down here. Now they've arrested the young boy, but then traumatized him. All these cops put him in a cop car. Now they about to tell lies. Damn, that kid looked traumatized for nothing. For nothing. It's...
On Thursday, August 10th, TikTok video shared by Carrie by Carrie Ann 327 that shows a black child being arrested by what appears to be a Lansing Missouri police officer, according to those heard in the background, said the child was merely taken out the trash for his residence when the incident took place. As other officer, officials arrived to assist the lone cop, an older black man who someone off camera said that was the boy's father approached to see what was going on. While much of the exchange is audible, said the man described his kid as perfect while questioning the need for the handcuffs on him and a tactic that they let he felt only created trauma. You always use that excuse, man. The guy stated following the officer's response. As after a short time, the child appeared to be released to the older individual and could be seen walking behind him in tears. That's the that is the older that's his father. What's wrong with you? All these cops for a teenage kid, you got a right to speak. Wrong description and Ish. Spectators' opinion as the presumed parent continued to berate the police. Many of the comments felt the parents of the child should take legal action of, for what occurred. They cannot question him without his parents or guardian. He needs to sue the department, said a user anomalous in response to the four-minute clip. I wouldn't have listened to the cops. I will tell them, take the handcuffs off and wait for my lawyer. This is so ridiculous. That poor young boy stated Carrie Lee Lawrence Apilu. Meanwhile, Taylor Wicks, 12, wondered how authorities ended up in that parking lot in the first place. Y'all focus on the dirty cops. I'm focused on the dirty neighbor who called them. The user remarked. Good point. Good point right there. Who called those cops? Who called them? All right. And look at a sad story right here <clears throat> that proves that Racism still exists in America. All right. Story of an EMT. Two EMTs who did their jobs horribly. Some people don't deserve certain jobs. If you have, it's like, an example, if you're a doctor and you have horrible bedside manners, quit. You need empathy. A job like this, you need empathy. Fair use. All right, we got you. Ready? We're doing it. We're doing it. Right here. Cops right there. Right there. Keep going, buddy. Push. All you gotta do is go right there. Watch your noggin. I know it's cold. I know it's cold. Yep, keep going, keep going. Oh, negative. Come on, buddy. Now get up on there, man. Come on, get up on there, old bud. They can't get you there if you don't get on the cot. Get up on there, Earl. Bend on wheels. Get up there. All right, we're spinning around. I'm going to turn them off. Stand up. Stand up. All right, Earl, this is getting a little silly, man. Here you go.
he's suffering. Okay, he came there. You guys came over there because he was sick. All right, the guys have to have a little bit more compassion. You wouldn't be doing this if this was a white person you had to you had to um, help. There we go. We'll get him to the hospital. That'll get him to the hospital. All Saints, apparently. Thanks. Oh, I'm gonna wait till he gets in there. If he gets in there. Oh. How about you escort him there? Make sure, go over there and find out if he makes it there. Escort him to the freaking ambulance. What is wrong with you people? Oh. Yeah, it couldn't be race. It couldn't, nothing could be about race with this situation. Find a way to dead weight off of that thing. Oh, he's trying to make good. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Play that back. Saints, apparently. Thanks. Oh, I'm going to wait till he gets in there. If he gets in there. I'll find a way to dead weight off of that thing. Oh, he's trying to make good. <laughs> Is he calling Earl dead weight? You got hand sanitizer. Yeah, I got a whole mess of it. Why didn't you put it on your gloves, man? I don't know. Put it back. I had him in the car. Come on, McFly. McFly, hello. All right, EMT murder suspect granted reduced bail following death of Earl Moore Jr. Okay. It's not just was um, the EMTs, but the cops were treating him bad. Following the tragic passing of Earl Moore Jr., emergency medical technicians Peggy Finley and Peter Cadigan were taken into custody and charged with first-degree murder. However, the Shade Room has learned that an appellate court granted Finley a bond reduction, which made it easier for her to cough up the cash required to leave jail while she awaits trial. As reported on in a February installment, TSR investigates the situation unfolded after authorities responded to a call on December 18, 2022. The body cam footage, police body cam footage shows Finley barking at Moore who has experienced the effects of alcohol withdrawal to sit up. She also tells Moore, I'm not playing with you. Really? One officer transferred Moore to the stretcher. 
he was placed face down before being strapped in by Cardigan. However, Moore was strapped in so tightly that he ultimately passed away of compressional and positional asphyxia due to prone face-down restraint on a paramedic transportation cot. Both Finley and Cardigan were charged with first-degree murder and given a $1 million bonds. While the latter remains behind bars, an appellate court has granted Finley reduced bond of 600000 Subsequently, she swiftly posted the required 10% of her bond, 60000 to be released. In response to the decision, Teresa Haley, president of the NAACP Illinois branch, tells Justin Carter for TSR Investigates this is a crime of murder, so both of them should still be in jail. Meanwhile, Finley's defense attorney, W. Scott Hankin, acknowledges that it's a rare for a bond reduction to be granted in the murder case. However, he tells Carter that ultimately Moore's passing wasn't Finley's fault. As for Sangamon County State Attorney Dan Wright, he tells the Shea Room that the decision doesn't diminish their confidence in the case based on the law. This is this is despicable. It really is. This is absolutely despicable. All right. About what went on here. Truly is. But uh let's continue. All right. Talk about um a lot of people don't understand, especially some black people, about how racism stretches far and wide, even among other minorities, especially ones that are very close to you, which are Latinos. Let's get into this discussion right here. Very interesting. the only black person and one of only i think three people of color on this trip three actually now that i think about it it was me uh there was a girl who was a mexican there was a guy there who was puerto rican and the only other minority there was a white liberal lesbian <laughs> but i digress the story's not about them while i was studying abroad i wasn't like doing it on my own or you know like it was through the school but we had host parents and I got paired with a really sweet older lady and her name was Erlanda. Loved her, absolutely loved her. She was marvelous. <laughs> but I do remember one of our very first conversations that we had when I got there and it was about my boyfriend. She had asked if I had had somebody back home and I showed her a picture. At this time I was dating someone who was biracial. He, his mother was black, his father was Indian and he was about my skin, about my skin complexion. I showed her the picture and she looks at him and then she looks at me, she looks back at the picture and then she says, she's like, no, 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 no. 
and I'm confused. I'm like, what? Like, why would she say something like that? She then tells me that she thinks he's really handsome, but that I can't marry him and that I can't have babies with him because, and please don't come in my Spanish. My Spanish isn't as good as it used to be, but she said, mejorar la raza or mejorando la raza. And I was so confused because at the time, my Spanish was good. That was the whole point of me studying abroad, was that it was going to be my minor. And what she had said literally translated in my head was better the race. And I was confused as to why she would say something like that to me or what it even meant. And so I asked her for clarity. She broke it down and basically explained to me that because he was a dark-skinned man and that I was a dark-skinned woman, that we shouldn't be together because it would then produce dark-skinned children and that wouldn't be advantageous to me. So you heard us say the Spanish lady who she was with, when she showed the lady the picture of her boyfriend, who was basically black. She said black and Indian, but he has to look more black. You know, for the ladies to say what she said. Mejor la raza. Better the race. But that lady has some nerve like that. Because they don't want to have children with black people. This is taught to all of them. So if you live in a Latino neighborhood or Latino live in your neighborhood, you have to know that. They have been told not to mix with you, not to breed with you or have children because it's holding back the race. And a Latina girl told me that. Remember I told you the other Latina girl told me what? This is the real pandemic. So let's go to this one right now. Globally, that's the biggest issue. And these people who don't have melanin or have a little bit of melanin that want to support white supremacy, it's because they're weak, so they try to look for power somewhere else. But anytime you think that you are better than somebody else because you're you have less pigment, like you're weak as fuck. Like stop with the inferiority complex. Like what is wrong with you? Does it surprise you that California's largest racial bias cases are of Latino employees discriminating against and abusing black employees? So this is what's happening. The LA Times reports that black employees were being called the N-word, having bananas waved at them, and subject to other intolerable work conditions at the hands of their Latino supervisors and peers. One black man even experienced night terrors and was diagnosed with PTSD after the racism he experienced. But it also went beyond insults. Latino supervisors would needlessly fire black employees and or pass them up for roles for less experienced Latino employees. And recently, similar incidents occurred at a UCLA hospital, a Century Valley vegetable farm, and a San Diego college. According to the article, one LA attorney said that 20 years ago, the feeling was that minorities cannot be discriminated against each other. But in answer to my original question, the article also points out that anti-black prejudice in Latino-dominated workplaces comes as no surprise to scholars of race relations due to a shared legacy of slavery and racial prejudice in the U.S. and Latin America. Now that lady you see in this video, she is from Spain. She's a Spaniard. And basically, she's going to let the Latinos know that she don't care about slavery and she's not going to apologize. So this is a real Spanish Spaniard person. She's going to let you know that she don't care about them. And this is the problem. This is where the problem lies with racist Latinas and racist Indians. These Latinas, they've been colonized, enslaved, and had their culture destroyed by the Spaniards, the Spain, right? But a Latina would still sleep with a Spaniard guy from Spain. And an Indian female, you know, that dot on her forehead, she will still sleep with a British guy from the UK. They don't have a problem with them. The people who destroyed their culture. But they have a problem with black people who've done nothing to them. So they won't date a black guy when black people didn't colonize them. Didn't destroy their culture and gave them a bastard language. 
But your parents could tell you to be racist to black people and don't date black guys, but it's okay for you to date your oppressor and slave masters? You Latinas and Indians are some dumb hoes. It's supposed to be the other way around. You're supposed to have a problem with the people who done something to you, not black people. Black people ain't do nothing to your culture. It happened 500 years. He's speaking facts, okay? And people say, why white supremacy? You know? You know, why, you know, why shouldn't we have white supremacy? Really? After all the damage that it's done. Okay. And then you wonder why you have some blacks that are racist towards white people. Okay. And they will ask this stupid question and then wonder why there's this racial divide. Let's see right here. Okay. Okay, crime statistics, blah, 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 blah. Tower destroyer, August 2013, according to one of the very few breakdowns by race called by the FBI stats, black on white rape, 50 times the common reverse. And the reverse. Okay, what is. That has nothing to do with this conversation. All right. Has nothing to do with this conversation. Sorry. All right doesn't okay it's a crime stat does that mean that all blacks do that no just like there are uh molestations done uh molestations against kids are done by whites okay does that mean all whites do those things no all right but once again you just put spewed something that had nothing to do with this conversation so you sound like a clown here but hey taro you tried you tried but Better luck next time. Let's go. Years ago, I am 30 years old. I am not responsible for that. Ergo, I'm not apologizing. Question. Japan got not one, but two nuclear blasts. And they're like super developed country. What's your excuse? What's the excuse of Latin America? Because what happened to them was 500 years ago. The gold that we stole, I'm still worried, waiting on my share sure because you are. I never got anything. Wow. I'm fighting with Dominican TikTok again. The way that some of y'all cape for y'all Spanish colonizer is fucking embarrassing. It's giving very Stockholm syndrome, but that's okay because school is in session. And yes, I'm Dominican and I'm gonna need my people to be a little smarter than this woman right here. She claims that the laws of Burgos guaranteed rights to indigenous people before anyone else in the West. Let's read what happened during the laws of Burgos. The laws of Burgos are the first legal code in the Americas directing Spaniards to read aloud a religious justification and demand of obedience from the native populations known as el requerimiento. The law gives native peoples a chance to submit before being attacked or enslaved. But this is an impossible task since natives do not speak Spanish. And thus, the Spaniards continue to enslave and seize indigenous lands. 
It required that indigenous people acknowledge the church as the ruler and superior of the whole world. But if you do not do this and maliciously make delay in it, I certify to you that with the help of God, we shall powerfully enter into your country and shall make war against you and in all ways and manners that we can and shall subject you to the yoke and obedience of the church and of their highnesses. But wait. There's more. We shall take you and your wives and your children and shall make slaves of them, and as such shall sell and dispose of them as their highnesses may command. And we shall take away your goods and shall do you all the mischief and damage that we can as to the vassals who do not obey and refuse to receive the Lord and contradict him. And we protest that the deaths and losses that accrue from this are your fault and not that of your highnesses or ours. You literally cannot make this shit up. Let me play that again. Let me let me play all that again. It was 500 years ago. The gold that we stole, I'm still worried, waiting on my share. I'm sure because you are. I never got anything. Wow. I'm fighting with Dominican TikTok again. The way that some of y'all cape for y'all Spanish colonizer is fucking embarrassing. It's giving very Stockholm syndrome. But that's okay, because school is in session. And yes, I'm Dominican, and I'm going to need my people to be a little smarter than this woman right here. She claims that the laws of Burgos guaranteed rights to indigenous people before anyone else in the West. Let's read what happened during the laws of Burgos. The laws of Burgos are the first legal code in the Americas directing Spaniards to read aloud a religious justification and demand of obedience from the native populations known as el requerimiento. The law gives native peoples a chance to submit before being attacked or enslaved. But this is an impossible task since natives do not speak Spanish. And thus, the Spaniards continued to enslave and seize indigenous lands. It required that indigenous people acknowledge the church as the ruler and superior of the whole world. But if you do not do this and maliciously make delay in it, I certify to you that with the help of God, we shall powerfully enter into your country and shall make war against you and in all ways and manners that we can and shall subject you to the yoke and obedience of the church and of their highnesses. But wait. There's more. We shall take you and your wives and your children and shall make slaves of them, and as such shall sell and dispose of them as their highnesses may command. And we shall take away your goods and shall do you all the mischief and damage that we can as to the vassals who do not obey and refuse to receive the Lord and contradict him. And we protest that the deaths and losses that accrue from this are your fault and not that of your highnesses or ours. You literally cannot make this shit up. There are so many things that you could be, but I'm going to need you to be for real. The Spaniards were never benevolent to indigenous people or enslaved Africans. That's, it's like listening to Dennis Prager talk about, well, the, the, sl the slave masters weren't that bad. You know, they were benevolent. You know, it's like listening to, you know... Uh, who else? Um, Ron DeSantis saying, you know, slavery wasn't that bad. They learned some good things. Oh, boy. It's like listening to Candace Owens saying, you know, Hitler wasn't such a bad guy. It's just when he came out, you know, out of Germany, that was his problem. Woo! <laughs> wow. Wow. And Dennis Prager you know, 
is got the green light to have his nonsense curriculum put in Florida schools. Downplaying what Columbus did to natives, downplaying what he did in you know to other people overseas, just downplaying a whole lot of the atrocities. And you wonder why you have black people not wanting to be Republican. Okay. Democrats are just as bad. All right. There'll be snakes. Republicans are just as bad because they will say, what police brutality, what racism, you know? And they'll have their puppets in minority skin carrying their sick message. This is the nonsense that goes on, people. You know? It's sad. And they say, oh, white supremacy doesn't exist. We don't. Tim Scott will say, we do not live in a racist nation. Uh huh. That's when you hear black people talking about, oh, the white man was good and there's no such thing as racism or all this nonsense, or in, and even with Latino communities and stuff like this. It's good you have to know your history, put it in their face. Because that house Negro, field Negro mentality. It's not just among blacks, it's among Hispanics, it's among Native Americans, it's among Indians. You see it with Michael, you see it with um, Ramaswamy, Vivek Ramaswamy. Okay, you see it with him. All right. Oh, I don't believe white supremacy is a problem. Right. I guess that wasn't a problem with Rasheem Carter when he was being hunted down by whites in the South and he went to the police station for help. Police station didn't want to help him. Next thing you know, never you couldn't find him, but you did find his remains though. His skull, parts of his body was found in different parts where he, where he was working in that area where he's working in the South. White supremacy. Remember, Vivek is saying white supremacy is not a problem. This is an Indian man, all right, saying this. Okay. And now people like him are having a hard time finding a job. Once they, the GOP Republicans terminated affirmative action, you got to see what was really going on with, with Asians. They can't get leadership positions. They have to be training their white counterparts to get jobs that they want. People who white counterparts who do not have the experience that they have. They're facing sexual harassment behavior against them, being fetishized. They're facing all that. And they're put as the model minority. And it's sad that, and, and even Asians, when you go on TikTok, you see an Asian woman, a doctor, saying like, no, 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 we need affirmative action. Don't listen to these people who are puppets for the Republican Party. We need that because we live in a white supremacist country. We can't trust these whites who are in power to actually give us a fair shake. That affirmative action was there to make sure they couldn't screw you over. That's why it's there. So whenever you listen to a black person say you don't need affirmative action, they're ignorant as hell because they don't know, do they not know what's really going on? They do not know the real history of this country. They do not know how 
the white Twitter pile, not all of, if you ain't racist and you're white, if it don't apply, let it fly. All right? When they say, oh, affirmative action doesn't, you know, we don't need it. Don't fall for that crap. Do not. They want you back in slavery. They want you back in chains. The Democrats and Republicans. Okay. They want that. Republicans will say, come on, just let it go. Let go of affirmative action. You know, we could go on a merit-based system knowing damn well they don't do that. They go on lineage. They go on legacy. Okay? Why do you think all these white college students who cannot have the grades to go into these high prestigious universities end up there anyway? Because their rich mommy or daddy pays money to that school to have their failure daughter or failure son to go to that school and graduate sometimes. And then after that, they end up destroying the company, whatever, wherever they go when they get leadership positions. Wild, man, wild. All right. Let's talk about Kai Sinat. ended up running the giveaway things got out of hand first it started off with about 300 fans and the crowd grew to about 6,000 people fans started weaving in and out of traffic setting off different types of explosive and firecrackers as everything kind of lost control um police officers were sending in waves of cops hey yeah this is when they scooped him when before they arrested him they just lifted him up <laughs> yeah i don't care what nobody says if you under five foot seven you can never let another grown man pick you up like that <laughs> This really got this man in fetus position, being like, you're going to jail. Short people fight for your rights. Get arrested with dignity. Uh, reportedly, by three, it was already packed. With the New York Times reporting that the event was held without a permit, and things quickly got out of hand when the crowd was... No permit. No permit, man. <laughs> Gosh, these... these oh, some of these YouTube personalities are dumb. Oof. Spilling into the streets, blocking pedestrians and cars. While most in the crowd were seemingly peaceful, some just got out of hand. Where you saw people jumping on cars, banging them. Others throwing objects like rocks, fireworks reportedly going off at one point. There's no shortage of photos showing people climbing onto things. Also, Kai was in the crowd at one point, but then had to leave. Local reports saying that he exited in this car as people were literally climbing on top of it as it was moving. At one point, as the chaos is all unfolding, Kai posted about it on his Instagram story, writing that his fans are amazing and telling them to be safe. But also, ahead of this incident, according to the New York Post, he told his followers that they have a tendency to go too wide. 
wild. And even saying, depending on how rowdy things got, the situation might get shut down quickly, but also telling them, we're gonna go crazy. And so with all this chaos, we saw a slew of arrests being made. And in fact, Kai himself got charged with first degree rioting, inciting a riot. When you're a YouTube content creator, there's a lot of responsibility, especially if you have a huge following. A lot of these young content creators don't understand that. All right. And I still want to know about Kai Sanat, about, you know, the other allegations with him. What happened with that? an unlawful assembly. And that in addition to the NYPD saying that 65 people were arrested, 30 of which were juveniles. Also with that footage of one of the arrests went viral with police seemingly grabbing a person and shoving his face into a car window. There were also several other injuries reported. Also with all that, the injury that's perhaps getting the most attention is that of a 69 year old food vendor who had his products stolen amid all this, apparently getting hit in the process. Where did they hit you, sir? <laughs> with people getting outraged that this innocent guy just trying to do his job got hurt and caught up in all this. So with that, we saw political commentator Hassan Pahir getting some backlash for how he responded. Where he was discussing this whole thing and while watching a clip about this vendor he said i fucking despise local media dude local media talking about three dollars worth of doritos this is a guy who's a socialist <clears throat> this guy's a socialist all right these are the people that be like i can't believe it man i mean th these guys were trying to rob a vendor and the vendor just you know he, he took a bet and he beat the robbers I can't believe that, man. Those type of people. Like, he can say this because he lives in a mansion. He's rich. That's why he's saying this type of stuff. You know, there was a bank run. Or with many finding that to be a crude and insensitive response. That was after he saw the old man. It's like, an old man gets beaten up. And that was his response. Response. There was also part of this kind of larger criticism Hassan had of local media's coverage of this. But I'm arguing that it played into the kind of boomer fear mongering and saying that it was racially biased. I think Kai being black and his uh, audience being like, okay, right, yep. This is this is the Democrat side. This is the Democrat side. They want you to be a perpetual victim. There, there. You don't understand. You don't understand the black man. There, there, a black man. Shoot you, bad people with common sense and you know right from wrong. Shoot. You don't know him. You don't know him. And it's like they want to pet you like you're some sort of endangered woodland creature. Yes, this is the mind of a Democrat. Black as well also will factor into the way that the media covers this. You know what I mean? Because people will immediately be like, oh, this is gang activity. Yeah, they're rowdy. They're rowdy teenagers. They're making it seem like this is an organized crime ring. The one time you see like a bunch of black teenagers around, you're like, oh my God, guys, businesses are being loaded. But we've also seen other viral. Notice if it was his business, he wouldn't be saying that. Pose of people pushing back against the narrative that this is like all racially biased. I'll save my, my comments for in a little bit. Here's the thing. I think um, a lot of creators come into a lot of money very quickly and don't know how to manage it, don't know how to act with it. Um, do I think Kai's going to go to jail? No, I don't think those charges are going to stick. I think they're just doing this because they have to set an example. So they're pushing for it, and I understand why, because I agree. They need to set an example. But here's the fucked up thing. This was, in a lot of ways, really good for Kai and his brand. It gave him so much visibility, free press. I mean, worst comes to worst, he's getting a slap on the wrist, in my opinion. And he's going to get some of the best press you could ever imagine. People who are mainstream who never heard of this guy, now a whole bunch of new people are hearing about him. and his. I do think he needs at least two years in jail. Two, not just one. Because a lot of property damage was done. All right, people's cars. People need that to drive to work. We're in a recession. 
States. And so now he, if he wants to drive money, brand deals, different things like that, he's got a whole new level of pull. So the fucked up thing is through the destruction of property and all this other shit that's happening, this is actually benefiting his career in a tremendous way. Now, I don't know Kai. He may actually be really sad and devastated by this whole thing and doesn't want this kind of... I'm just saying, if I'm at a PR firm or whatever the fuck it is, I'm looking at this like, hey, this is amazing. We were not even intending for it to be this big. And in a lot of ways, it's like been very good for him. So that's the business side of things. The other side of business things is like, if this is not what he intended and this is how it turned out, he needs to fire the PR people or his management or whoever thought it was a good idea to run an event like this because... You should see this kind of thing coming from a mile away. There are certain creators who just can't go out to public spaces and say, all my fans come out and not expect it to go kind of crazy. You got to get some kind of new management because there's no reason this should be happening considering the kind of pull y'all got. Someone in your management should have said, no, we're not going to do it. My thing is this. Um, yeah, blame the management, fire the management. But, I mean, Kai wasn't really... It really, you have to be told that, you know, this isn't going to work, that he didn't think that maybe I should have asked, you know, just ask a question. All right, really think about it. Do you know anything about how, you know, math, about what people, capacity? Ask yourself that question. No, I don't know. All right. Why have the event anyway? That's my thing. You don't know anything about that. Personally, be kind of scared to have an event like that. Because I'm seeing if, you know, if, if it turns into a riot, I'm screwed. That's a lot of money to pay in fines. Like that. Or, if, yeah, exactly. Or if you don't have that kind of people, now's the time. Because you're at that point. You yeah. are... At some point, yes, the biggest, the biggest of something. Yo, stop that meat riding, bro. Stop dick riding, bro. Bro, just because you want a bit of clout, you don't have to be out here giving all these compliments. Just, just give the news, react and shit. How many more compliments you gonna give this nigga? I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Fuck is wrong with you? Go. <laughs> Pause. But go. <laughs> the fuck nah, bro, I, just, uh, I didn't realize today was going to be Meat Lovers Day. <laughs> I, I didn't realize we got salami hey, on the menu. Hey, I'm just saying. You was, oh, hey, you the biggest, the baddest I ever had. Chill out, bro. What the fuck is wrong with I, you? Hey, that's what we all heard. Go ahead. Just go ahead. This is like no meat lovers, vegetarian only. Let's go. Go, go, go. That was cold. <laughs> no, what the fuck saying. is wrong with you? I'm saying, I'm saying. Maybe I'm jealous. Did you ever think about that? <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Uh. <laughs> All right, my bad. So, <laughs> I'll cut you off. I apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, it's a dud now. You stupid. Nah, nah, but you were saying some real shit. You one of the biggest, baddest I've read. From a business standpoint or from an event standpoint like this, if you don't have the right people in place, you're just going to make mistakes. So... Do I think he intended for this? No. Do I think some of the videos make him look bad? Absolutely. What kind of beating you getting for this? Oh, nuclear. Huh? Yep. 
Yeah, he took the van. They took the van. He's responsible for all that. That's breaking and entering. That's not your property. Come on now. Hey. Anyway. All right, we'll continue a little more. A little more. Stole a truck. With the hope that they all protected. Like, what am I looking at? And this is not on Kai. He didn't make these people do this. They had. The he didn't make these people do this, but he should know the type of audience he has. You have people. You have the audience you have. My audience, people who, look, who listen to me. They have, you know. They don't come from that type of culture. Who knows? Some do. Some don't. But they have an understanding of there's actions and consequences. Okay. Kai's audience is younger. And he should understand the amount of influence he has and the amount of responsibility he has and the consequences if things go wrong, if he hosts events. And that right there, there's some major consequences coming down for him. All right. So let's talk about Lizzo. Ah, speaking about the power part of influence and consequences. Yep, definitely talking about Lizzo. All right. Halftime show this year, according to Daily Mail, she has been dropped from consideration. According to an insider who spoke with Daily Mail, talks of Lizzo being part of the halftime festivities or performing the national anthem are dead now that she is surrounded by scandal. The Super Bowl halftime show is produced by Jay-Z's Rock Nation, which also just announced they are canceling their Made in America festival, which Lizzo was set to headline. The statement by Made in America was that the festival was canceled due to severe circumstances outside of production's control. But the cancellation came shortly after Lizzo, Lizzo's production company, and her dance captain were sued by three former backup dancers for a slew of allegations, including sexual harassment, racial harassment, and hostile work environment. And according to the lawyer who represents the three women suing Lizzo, six other people have now submitted complaints along similar lines. They say the six new accusers either toured with Lizzo as backup dancers or on her Amazon Studios show. So let's get into that article right now. All right. It's amazing to get into the fact of how she had a security guard whipped. That's right. She had a security guard whipped. Fired when they get fat. Lizzo faces accusations from three more dancers. She's not feeling good as hell. Lawyers representing three of Lizzo's former dancers claim Tuesday they're reviewing six new complaints against the about damn time singer who has already been accused of sexual harassment, body shaming, and creating a hostile work environment. 
According to the attorneys, the, the complaints came from people who toured with Lizzo 35, as well as some who worked on her Amazon Prime video. Lizzo's watch out for the big girls. Employment law attorney Ron Zambrano told NBC that several of the complaints detail a sexually charged environment, while others are simply accusing the singer of not paying them. Some of the claims are review, were, we, we are reviewing may be actionable, but it's too soon to say, Zambrano told the outlet. According to Zambrano, the positive, the body positive pop star once called out a dancer's weight at South at by West during a post-show meeting. The plaintiff's attorney claimed that Lizzo told the employee that it was normal for dancers to be fired when they get fat. Hold up. Let me read that again. The plaintiff's attorney claimed that Lizzo told the employee that it was normal for dancers to be fired when they get fat. Lizzo is what? I thought she was body positivity. Hmm. The Post reached out to both Zambrano and Lizzo for comment. Allegations against the singer first shocked fans last week when three dancers accused the Detroit native of forcing them to participate in lewd sex videos sex shows, sorry, and commenting about the dancer's weight in front of the group. Plaintiff Arena Davis and Crystal Williams also claimed the songstress fired them. Noel Rodriguez, the third person in the case, said she reportedly had to resign. All three dancers alleged that in February 2023, the Grammy Award winner invited her team for a night out in Europe and that went south. Things quickly got out of hand. Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns touching the nude performers, catching dildos launched from the performers' vaginas, and eating bananas protruding out of the performers' vaginas, claims the lawsuit. Davis claims that Lizzo pressured and goaded her into touching a performer's breast. Dancers also claim the singer tricked them a month later into attending a nude performance, robbing them of the choice not to participate. All three women are suing for general special, general special damages as well as punitive damages and attorney fees. Lizzo later responded to the allegations, claiming the them false and unbelievable. These last few days have been gut-wrenching, difficult, and overwhelming, disappointing. My work ethic and morals res and respectfulness has been questioned. My character has been criticized. Lizzo began her statement on X, formerly known as Twitter. Usually I chose not to respond to false allegations, but these are unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to, be, to not be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already been quickly who have already publicly admitted that they were told by their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. Since the allegations, Lizzo has lost popularity with several high-profile figures, including Beyonce, who seemingly skipped over her name during a song featured in her Renaissance tour. Former creative director Quinn Whitney Wilson and dancer Courtney Hollenquist also claimed that they experienced similar treatment from the Truth Hurts singer. For clarification, I'm not part of the lawsuit, but this was very much my experience and my time there. Holland Quest wrote on her Instagram mere hours after the lawsuit emerged. Big shout out to the dancers who had the courage to bring this to light. Wilson later shared a screenshot of the statement onto her own Instagram story saying she was echoing everything that was already said. This special dance singer was slated to appear at Jay-Z's Made in America concert before the festival was canceled due to severe circumstances outside of production control. Insane, man. Insane. All right.
Wild stuff, man. Wild stuff. But that's it for now. So. I'm also on Spotify and I'm also on Rumble. Okay. So, that's about it. If you want to know about the channel, it's in the description box. Okay. Later. Like, share, comment, and subscribe, people. I'm out.